We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Everybody, Steve with Census Fidelity. I'm just coming out with a podcast on a topic I've been wanting to put out recently. I've been reading the book Firebrand, Father Matteo. If you haven't read that, if you haven't read it, it's a fantastic book. It's out of print. Usually I find it on eBay or Amazon every so often. Finally got, it was $20 the other day. Finally was able to get it. Usually it's like $800 or something like that. It's one. If anybody actually wants to go out there and reprint this thing, please go for it. Uh, anyways, he has in the front line, the front book, front cover says a volcano of hate has erupted, inundating the earth with an infernal fire of discord, revolt, and anarchy. Let us fight fire with fire. And this is one of those things that kind of gets you like, yeah, yeah, you know, like at the in the backside of it. What may be asked is the secret is of his success. The answer is very simple: it is the flaming love of God. He is all on fire with divine charity. It is impossible that fire should not burn, that all who come in contact with it should not be enkindled with heat, with its heat. Like the master, he has come to cast fire on the earth. Talking about Father Mateo. This guy, we got, we got a podcast coming out on him soon. Uh, incredible story. And if you're familiar with that image, that's Connect. Garcia Moreno got that thing printed. Uh, and Father Mateo used it to promote the enshrinement of the Sacred Heart. Okay. So we're going to start with Jocko. And I'm finishing with a challenge that Father Mateo has. Can you build resiliency? Now you've heard this before, but we're doing it. We're updating it. In your team? Yes. And one of the best ways you can build resiliency in your team is by giving the individual on your team more control, more influence, more, and I won't ever forget to say the word, more ownership. <laughs> and that was a tool to let them move past the idea, is there some have more than others? Yeah, I, th that's probably true. And I'm not, it's not a guarantee, like all of a sudden, this person is gonna have unlimited resiliency to get through any difficult situation. But if you wanna build that on your team, if she wanted to build that on her team, could she do that? Yes, you can. And here's a way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good stuff. Good stuff. Solid stuff over there. Um, what's interesting about this is what do you think? Okay, so you've got background. You've got kind of personal experiences that individuals have had. You've got their genetic makeup as a human being. So you've got these things that certainly have some level of impact on their resiliency. I would say that there's a factor that is probably 
12 to 17 times more important than any of those. Leadership. I'm reading a book right now that's going to be on the podcast soon. Guy's a battalion commander in Vietnam. And they are running a kind of a score, a scorecard for all these different battalions, for the three battalions in this brigade. And they're monitoring a number of, number of missions done, number of enemy killed, number of casualties. And then it gets into number of AWOL, number of court-martial, retention rate. So what, is, what, are the, what, is, what does it mean? What's AWOL? Well, like, why do you go AWOL? Well, it's because you're not resilient to this. Why do you, why would you be in Vietnam and re-enlist in the freaking army if you're not resilient? You have to have a level of resiliency to do that. And so this guy who is a real leader has the highest score in every category, including re-enlistment rate, including lowest AWOL. Why is that? Is it because he had different humans? No, it's not because he had different humans. Why were they able to conduct more operations, which are stressful? Why were they able to be, why were they so resilient that they were able to conduct more operations than everybody else? Is it because he got kids that were all... And just to throw a Catholic spin on this, the numbers of people he got to do what I was, I'm going to read from, it's, it's hundreds of thousands, millions of people started doing this you know, wrestlers and worked on whatever. No, it's because of leadership. And part of that is what you're saying. Absolutely. Part of that, actually a vast, a vast part of that is as a leader, he's the leader that's giving ownership. He's the leader that's saying, Hey, here's the mission. How do you guys want to execute it? That is, that comes from leadership. Again, here's another a couple other small things that you as a leader have have some control over. The next one I would say, I think that the psychological literature would support this statement. Be on offense. How can we take my team, which is on the defensive because there's bad weather and we're, 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 we, we don't want to go out. How do we, how do we reverse that? How do I say, you know what? We got bad weather coming. And I'm using this. Think of what's going on right now. Everything in the news, everything I put on Clown Planet, everything we talk about on Rundown, everything I post on Twitter. Think about all that stuff that's coming down the pipe. Even the, even stuff in the mass. We're not just talking about society. Look, see what's going on in Australia. Society, culture. See what's going on with the, uh, the mass right now in traditional orders. You just saw Mexico getting suppressed, the fraternity in there. We don't know what's going to happen with that down the road. Who knows? It's We don't know about other parishes. We don't know what's going to happen in the air. People are worried. We know it's coming. We're going to go on the attack. We're going to actually take a day off from work, or we're going to stand down these troops. You guys go get some extra rest. That way, when this weather hits, we're ready to rock and roll. We're going on the offense. Because right now, we as a whole, we're on defense. We see what's coming. We see what happens after the fact. You see a diocese up there limiting who comes into the church, who can receive the sacraments. We see 
other parishes saying, you know, you got to do X, Y, Z, kicking other people out. Obviously, I'm trying to keep the code words out right now. You see, after the fact, we aren't on the offensive in any stretch of the imagination. We're 100% on defense right now. Just think about that right there. What does that do to the resiliency of the troops? All of a sudden, we're going on the attack. What it feels like to be on the defense is a horrible thing. When you're sitting there waiting for mortars to hit your position, you've heard them come out of the tube and you're waiting for them to hit. It's the, it's, I believe it's the worst feeling that I've ever felt. Think about that right now. For what's your situation, you see everything that's going on. You are, can't, don't lie to anybody, you're on defense. You're on defense right now. We're seeing what comes out, even after Rome. We just see what's coming out. We're on defense. We are, we are on defense seeing what's happening, and then we will react. What's coming? Then we react. What's coming? Then we react. We're not doing anything to go on the offense. I've read soldiers in World War I and World War II describe that as the worst feeling that they've ever felt. We are in a foxhole. We are suffering from heavy artillery, and we have no control. We are on complete defense. That is the worst feeling in the world. So what can we do as a leader to go on the offense because that very move will help the resiliency of your troops? It will, 100%. And then lastly, and this is a little bit of a hand. Motivate people when they start to slack. Now, motivation is its kind of a strange word because it doesn't really mean what we think it means. We think it means that we're fired up to do something. We think that it means we're eager and passionate to make something happen. And we think that somehow we should just be able to turn on that eagerness and turn on that passion. But we can't. Because you just can't turn on passion. You can't just turn on the desire to execute a task. This, think about this in our faith and what I'm about to read. You just can't turn this on. You have to will it, want to do it. This is not a light switch thing. You're going to have to pray to fight through discipline. This doesn't work that way. And honestly, that isn't even what motivate means. Motivate doesn't mean to yell and scream and encourage. No. To motivate actually means to provide a motive. A reason why. So to motivate someone is to explain to them why they're doing what they're doing. How it will help them. Where it'll take them. Why they should continue to work and to struggle and to fight. And when you need motivation yourself... Don't look for someone to scream and yell. Don't look for someone else to give you motivation. Look at yourself.
yourself and remind yourself why. Why you are doing what you are doing. Remind yourself that this struggle, this temporary pain, this fight, this fight that you're in, this is what will make you stronger and faster and smarter and better. And then, with that motivation, go forward into the fray, into the storm, into the heat of the battle where victory is forged. All right, so here's the plan that Father Mateo came up with. Now, you're going to have a lot of people complain. People complain easy. It's easy to complain. All right? Uh, you can either, like uh, the whatever's the, uh, the letters. Everyone got upset about uh, they, it wasn't hard enough for them. Okay? And I put the challenge out. Go make a better one. So far, I haven't seen one. <clears throat> or if you challenge them, they just stop complaining. So if is this too hard? I don't know. Sleep in a nice bed at night. You got cold water to drink. You got food in your house. You have air conditioning, heat. Most of the places, most of the people live, uh, watching this is probably has all those things. Uh, they didn't have that back in these these days, and they still did it. They did it by candlelight. Hundreds of thousands of people, millions, if you go through the whole world. The United States actually had the most, they said, in this uh, in, in his book, Firebrand. They had the most signups. Shocking back then. Chicago was called the City of the Sacred Heart. <laughs> I doubt that you could make that claim today. So are you one to say, are you one to be a complainer? Or are you one to say, take the challenge? Say, you know, in sports, when we practiced, it was one of those things. What do you do? When the coach ain't watching. You don't have to tweet about how great and pious you are during the day. Forget about it. Maybe no one see you that day on online. Don't tell you If you post something, post something that's worth it. Like something that's could drive somebody holiness or uh, tell them, you know, hey, storm clouds are approaching. Here's what's up. I want to hear about how many rosaries you said that day. Keep that between you and the Lord. So, like, if you're running uh, hills, usually you don't tell coach, hey, coach, I'm going to go out and run 10, 10 hills. I'm going to go out and run 100 stairs. I'm going to go run in stadiums. I'm going to go work out when I'm not supposed to. Nobody does that. If you really want it, if you want to make a team, if you want to be on the starting line, if you want to get some PT playing time, you can do everything you possibly can, anytime you can, to be able to do that. So, the world's going to hell in a handbasket in Mach 10. We're almost at plaid, if you know the star, if the Spaceballs reference. Ludicrous speed is going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. If you pay any attention to what's going on, it's going to get incredibly bad. Now, most churches aren't open at night. Maybe most parishes... Shoot, some priests are keeping you out if you don't have a certain thing in you right now. So you can do this at home. 
is he calls it, and I heard this from a sermon long ago from a priest. Start doing it. It was amazing. I used to put on some chant in the background, did it, did it in the living room uh, long, long ago when I was first starting this thing. I started doing it here at the uh, the rental we're at now. Got to get back into it. We're going we're gonna to get back into it starting October 1st. Reason why. I'll tell you why. All right. Chat, uh, the, it's from the chapter New Projects, chapter 10. And this is from 1928 to 1934. Sub-chapter, sub a daring test. Night adoration in the home. Following is what I said. I might put in some parenthetical comments. Already 20 years have passed since Father Mateo conceived his plan for a worldwide crusade. Enthronements were adding up to the tens of millions. Far from diminishing with time, his personal success went on increasing. We have here a personal evangelical crusade, the like of which few examples can be found in history. A dozen nations, hundreds of dioceses, thousands of churches and of chapels had heard proclaimed in rousing tones that a God loves them to folly, and that after having given them the cross and the Eucharist, he is now coming to them, he is coming to ask of them hospitality in their homes in order to share their joys and their sorrows, and to establish with their cooperation his reign of love in all aspects of human life. Certain persons observing the crowds of people who surrounded his pulpit who followed the preacher from place to place, wondered in what way the mentality, the personal lives of his listeners had been changed. And what about those homes where the enthronement took place? Once the ceremony was over, the candles extinguished, the banquets withered. Did they fall back in the mediocrity of daily life? Did they succumb to the effects of medial anxieties? Did they succumb to the effects of maternal anxieties or to the difficulty of practicing charity with hard-to-get-along-with characters? Were these families enriched with the presence of a living person, or was it no more than a presence of an image? It is true, numerous conversions and vocations, fruits of his work, were striking witnesses to its worth, but they were found only in a relatively limited number of families. For the experience to be convincing, it was necessary to submit the majority of these families to a kind of test of strength sufficiently exacting and prolonged that no one might doubt its results. Father found this test. The Congregation of the Sacred Hearts is devoted, among other activities, to perpetual adoration of the Most Blessed Sacrament. The adorers secede each other before the tabernacle from half-hour to half hour during the day and from hour to hour during the night. In order to better ensure perpetuity, a branch of sister parallels that of the fathers. The faithful in their turn are invited to participate by joining in external association, which is like a third order of the congregation. Many generous Catholics, because of family obligations, distance or sickness, or not able to go to the church, especially at night. Father Matteo thought he might be able to enlist them as adorers by asking them to make a holy hour at home on the vigil of the first Friday with the whole family united before the image of the Sacred Heart. The first appeal dates 
from the beginning of the enthronement in 1908. In March 1927, Fowler took another step forward. In place of the family holy hour, he proposed that the family share among themselves the hours of the night and that in turn, the father, mother, children mount guard before the image of the Sacred Heart. Quote, Would it be too much to ask each member of the family for one hour of night adoration each month, and this without having to leave the house? When unfortunately, it is very uncommon, even among good people, to give up almost a whole night's rest to frivolous, not to say dangerous, amusements. While Judas's watch to betray the Son of Man and finds plenty of accomplices to watch with him. Shall the apostles, the intimate friends of the king, always be overcome to sleep? I launched this idea as a dart of fire, which has been shot, not from my poor heart, but from that of the king himself. And now, dear Bethany's of the Sacred Heart, he and I wait your answer. Memberships arrived in such great numbers that some months later he was able to write, quote, For the thousandth time in my already long career as a begging apostle, the magnificence of your response and of your generosity has far suppressed all my hope. Despite my usual optimism, I did not expect a harvest so exquisite or so abundant. The friends of the king have given denial to his bitter reproach. I looked for comforters and I found none. Always more daring, in October, Father Matteo proposed to Christian families a means to assure adoration not only one night each month, but every night of the month. In this manner, the adoration would be perpetual. Father Matteo said, quote, Once again, I issue a challenge in the name and for the glory of my king and your friend. What will you give in response? Oh, what a splendid feast of love will be the 30 nights of the month given to Jesus in these privileged Bethanies. In one year, he received 24,000 members. Two years later, he counted 42,000. and the following year, 124,000. Adoration became perpetual in 16 countries. But it is well to note that Father insisted on quality rather than quantity. This extract from a circular letter written in March 1930 show how he insisted on this point. I am preparing a special article for you, dear apostles, concerning the recent initiated nocturnal adoration, the lamp of love and reparation kindled by the Bethanies of the Sacred Heart. But first, let me tell you what great consolations have been offered to this divine heart by so many imitators of St. Margaret Mary who watch and pray like sentinels while the Master undergoes his agony in Gethsemane. So that's the idea that he pitched. Now, why did I start thinking of that? All right, well, all the things that were going on the last couple of weeks, obviously, especially when he cranked up. Then I read from page 248 is the notes. Father Mateo's second visit to Ceylon, the duty of Catholic apostol apostolate. Yeah, the duty of the Catholic apostolate. There was no button that I just added. How am I to address you? In the pulpit, we say, dear brethren, may I use another form? I ask the fathers to invite to this meeting only the true loving friends of the Sacred Heart. Thus, you are here as my friends, as apostles, and I may call you by the most beautiful titles, dear friends. 
you are friends of the king. So I suppose if you are logical, you are soldiers of that king. So no doubt, dear friends, you say to him several times a day, especially at the altar rails, when you adore him, that you love him. That is not enough to make you an apostle. That is not Catholicity. That is not loyalty. That is not the apostolate. This is why I'm going to speak to you about the duty of the apostolate. For if you are his friends, you are obliged to be his apostles. First of all, there is the duty of conviction. Are you really and truly convinced Catholics? Do you believe that the Roman Catholic Church is the only ark of salvation? Are you all profoundly convinced of this? Some Catholics, though having a certain amount of faith, are, are selfish. And selfishness is opposed to our religion, as is midnight to midday. Catholicity is all charity. Do you believe this? Then share the truth you possess with those around you who are dying in the shadow of darkness. Then there's the duty of gratitude. This is not a Christian land. How comes it not how comes it that there is only a little handful of you here who have the faith? It is a gift. God loves you with an immense love. You are very dear to him. So in turn, show your gratitude by bringing souls to him. Be apostles because you are grateful. Otherwise, you sin by ingratitude. The apostolate is also a duty of charity. We are very charitable as regards the temporal needs of the poor and sick. But what use is it to cure thousands in hospitals if their souls are lost for all eternity? Even the pagans have splendid hospitals, but they leave souls to starve and perish. Be charitable. Try to save souls. I prefer one soul to ten hospitals. We live for eternity. Many do not realize this. Four years ago in Tokyo, someone introduced me to a Japanese gentleman 70 years of age. He was a splendid Catholic. I was told, having been converted 38 years before, and he declared that he was most happy in the faith. I asked how he had been converted. Oh, Father, I was having tea with a friend one Sunday when, on hearing the church bell ring, he excused himself, saying that he must go to benediction. What is that? I inquired. It is a service of the Catholic Church. But that is a foreign religion. I am just Japanese. Yes, you are. But the stars and the sun are not Japanese, and religion is not either. Truth is not exclusively Japanese. Come with me. He added, and I accepted. After benediction, he took me to see a priest who spoke Japanese and who invited me to visit him another day. I went several times, and after six months' instruction, I received baptism. You may think how happy I am and how grateful to that friend of mine. And how many converts have you made in the 38 years you have been a Catholic? Oh, none. I am shy, too timid to make any. Oh, you are shy, are you? Then you're only half a Catholic. You have converted no one after 38 years? Then I took him to see a blind lady whom I knew. I asked her how long she had been a Catholic. Five years was the reply. And how many Japanese have you brought into the church? 104. Well, you see, that blind lady understood her duty. She loved her mission. She knew how to win souls to God. 
apostolate is a great duty. I am preaching this everywhere to foster the reign of the only true and divine king. How are you to realize it? By what may be called the soul of the Catholic action. Christ must reign through his cross. So many Catholics fail to understand the value of suffering. They look upon it as a curse, as it was considered to be among the Jews. But now, since Christ came on earth, it is a blessing. Our Lady is the Queen of Sorrows, the Queen of Martyrs. If crosses were a curse, she would be the most accursed of all mankind. No one ever suffered as she did compared with hers. Our sorrows and tears are but one drop. Some sufferings are sent us that by them we may deserve to win to God the souls we love, a father, a son, a friend, so that they may sing forever in heaven the glories of the Sacred Heart. Yes, crosses are indeed a blessing, but only if they are united to the cross of Christ. Then they become light and beautiful, whereas if we complain, they become heavy and difficult to drag along. When I was in South America, I had a great friend who was a barista. He was also a great sinner. So I said one day to him, when shall I have the pleasure of giving you Holy Communion at the altar rails? I, at the altar rails? I, I am not a child, he exclaimed, nor am I, but I receive our Lord every morning. Ah, but that is quite different. Your mentality entirely differs from mine. I told him that it was not a question of mentality. There is only one gospel and one church for all. Does that mean I must go to confession? I am not a woman after all. Nor am I, but I go to confession. The Pope goes to confession. So do all bishops and priests. You must indeed be a very saintly man. Time went on. One evening, I received an urgent call to come to my friend's house. His wife, who is an excellent Catholic and a daily communicant, was dying. I arrived in time to give viaticum. Then the woman said, please, Father, will you make the enthronement in our house? She called in her eight children and the prayers were recited. Then she said to them, children, I am going to heaven. Sing a hymn to the Sacred Heart. After the hymn, she said to her husband, I am going to heaven. I will wait for you there. Love Jesus, be his friend, adore him, love him. And with these words breathed her last. Her husband knelt beside her for a few moments. Then, sending his children away, he said to me, Father, I told you I had no sins to confess. It was untrue. And after 48 years away from God, I'm going to make my confession to you. When it was over, he called in his children and said, Forgive me, children all the bad examples I have given you. God has pardoned me. You must do so too. From tomorrow, I will take your mother's place every day at the altar. He lived a saintly life for 10 years afterwards. Embrace the cross with fervor when it comes. Be saints and the be so you must bear your cross for all saints have suffered. Be really fervent and God will make you strong. You want to be apostles? Accept the cross with a view of saving souls. I am told there are many night adorers here in Siloam. Night adoration is a mission of redemption, a splendid reparation. I have seen hundreds of men, rich and poor, army officers, spending a whole night before the altar. I have seen a church where 4,000 men began adoration at 10 o'clock in the evening, kept it up all night, 
Then at 4 o'clock in the morning, they all heard Mass and received Holy Communion. I could relate hundreds of such examples. But I am not asking this of you. I am only begging you fathers to organize a crusade of night of doors. One hour a month at home, in your own room, as though you were before the tabernacle, in order to save souls. During that hour, love him. For those who never love him. Pray for those who never pray. Offer it for your country, where so many need redemption. Remember, I only want true friends of Jesus. He asked his three intimate friends, Peter, James, and John, to watch with him in Gethsemane. You will be his privileged friends if you do what I am asking you. We often complain that we ask for miracles and they are not granted. Why? Well, you see, we have to pay a great price for miracles. People sometimes say to me, Father, my husband or my son is a bad Catholic. What is to be done? You must pay the ransom. I will give you an example. A girl, Margaret by name, whose parents had given up the practice of their faith resolved to bring them back to God. She told her maid to call her every Thursday at midnight that she might make night adoration for their intention. One night, as they were returning home for very late, they noticed a light burning in her room. Her father, knocking at her door, inquired whether she was ill. On receiving a negative answer, he went away. But next day, he called her, saying, Margaret, I saw a light in your room at one o'clock in the morning. What were you doing? As he insisted on receiving an answer, she replied, Father, I was praying for you and mother who never go to church. You are baptized Catholics, but you don't live as if you were. Her father felt ashamed. He sent for her mother. They listened to all their daughter had to say, and now they practice their religion regularly. A few years ago, I received a letter from a university professor asking to make an hour's adoration because his son had lost his faith. As he was old, I gave him from 10 to 11 p.m. He protested, saying he never went to bed before that time and wanted a really hard hour twice a month. His son is now a good Catholic. So you see, if you want miracles, you must pay for them. I will give you another instance. Two Catholics, husband and wife, asked to make night adoration every Wednesday from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. in reparation for sins committed at a certain gathering in a house in their neighborhood. When the people there began dancing and drinking, the night adorers knelt down to pray and make reparation. The husband took the first part of the night, 11 p.m. to 1.30 a.m., and his wife replaced him for the rest. After having consoled the king of love in his agony, they went to rest. And now, dear friends, I have something to show you. You see this crucifix? I will tell you its story. Once, when I was pre preaching a mission, there sat in front of me a man whose soul was filled with hatred for religion. He had come to take notes with a view of attacking my sermon in the newspapers the next day. Then, suddenly, he was struck with grace. He laid his pen and papers on the bench, and his tears began to flow. Next day, he called on me, and holding out this crucifix, he said, Father, for 22 years I profaned this. I believed in him only to hate him, and now I believe with love and to love him. So many live with hatred in their hearts, come to console him for their sins. 
Watch with him for one hour a month. If you feel that you can do more, please do so to appease divine justice. Pay the ransom and you will obtain miracles. Be apostles through the cross, through penance. Night adorers, be conquerors of souls through the Holy Eucharist. Besides night adoration, I am asking for Mass and Holy Communion on weekdays. Night adoration together with Mass is all-powerful to conquer souls. Now a word on the enthronement. You must not be satisfied with putting up a picture or a statue of the Sacred Heart. That is not enough. I want Eucharistic tabernacles. I remember making an enthronement in a convert's house. Immediately after the ceremony, he made a solemn promise that this would, in future, be a family of the Sacred Heart, a Eucharistic family going to Mass and Holy Communion every day. That was 18 years ago, and not one member of that family has willfully missed daily Mass and Communion since. Assist at Mass. Take part in offering up the precious blood. I have seen wonders worked by the Sacred Heart through the Holy Eucharist. My brother was a Freemason, my father an Anglican. My brother died like a saint, my father being received into the church. Perhaps you wonder how he was converted. By my mother, who wept and suffered for her soul, she never missed daily mass, though we were 11 children, and she had to look after us. My father died on a Friday, in church, just after receiving Holy Communion. When the priest who had just given him the host got to his side, he was already dead. So if you want to be apostles, pay for it. A few more masses every week for souls. You love your country, and so you ought. It is your duty. But love it with Christian love. Be apostles. Be redeemers. Once more, penance, night adoration, weekday masses, and holy communion as often as possible. If you love our Lord with great charity, your love will succeed. You will pass over burning coals and thorns, and he will keep his promises. He will reign in spite of all his enemies. So, not that I'm going to try to one-up it or anything like this, but let's double down. Like I said, we got you. If, if Helen Keller, Stevie Wonder can see what's coming. If you can't see what's coming, uh, I got nothing. I can't. I can't help you. Almost. If you're listening to this, you know where I stand on things and what I listen to and where I've been, what I've been predicting on this. And I'm not Nostradamus. Anybody can see what's coming. If you're paying attention, you're honest with yourself. Why don't we do... That's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna do. You want to join along? Please, I beg of you. We've got 199,000 subscribers on here. It'd be great if we got all 199,000 to get on this. Probably, probably won't have that many people watch it. Just being honest. But spread it around. What my plan is on this is to do what Father Mateo asked and i have a link with the night of adoration of the home prayers on the censusfidelium.us website it'll be linked in the show notes underneath but incorporate the holy face involved in it that's why the holy face is up there i was going to make a dramatic when i was putting the thing up i was going to like don't forget this and click the eyeball thing and have it appear but i already i messed that up right at the beginning both I got, you know, I, I, there's no accident. There's the photo. The, you see the photo of the Sacred Heart that Garcia Moreno made. That's what Father Mateo promoted, that, or that's what he used to promote the enthronement. Uh, 
get that image, print it up, Vistaprint. I know I have it on Zazzle, that Zazzle will send it to you if you can't find it. It's up on Zazzle. I mean, it's the only way I can get it to anybody. I mean, I got it. You, know, you just print it and they'll ship it to you. Get an image of the Holy Face. Go to Vicky's website. Get an image that she touches uh, to the uh, uh, the relic she has, a 1908 relic, I think it is. It's a 1900, something, something in the 1900s, early 1900s. Re relic. Let her uh, get one from her. Get both the image. Put them up. Frame them. Do night adoration. Do the uh, uh, chaplet of the Holy Face, along with the long uh, Holy Face litany, along with the golden arrow. Those three. Boom. I mean, if you've seen the chaplet, it's a rise of the Lord. Let the enemies be scattered and let them that hate them flee from before thy face. Say that 33 times. Pretty good little prayer. I'm told St. Athanasius uh, says that the demons fly from that. Man, if we could get 100,000 people doing that across the world, along with the uh, devotion of the Holy Face, doing adoration at the home. Like I said, you might not be able to get in the churches at night. Many Many just are locked. Many won't be able to do it. You might not be able to get a lot of people to even do that at night. And there's, if you read Jesus King of Love, there's thousands. You heard it in that little lecture. Father Matteo had 4,000. There was four churches with 4,000 men showing up in Italy. There was the one with uh, Pier Giorgio Frasati, uh, uh, Blessed Joseph, I can't, Giuseppe, I can't think of his name. He's the, he's the dentist. It was, it was a group of like four or five blesses and a couple saints that were in that group. They go every Thursday night for adoration, all night adoration. We can do it at the home easily. Don't have to go on the street, especially in places that are uh, kind of uh, shut down in a sense right now. You in Australia, New Zealand, something like that. Italy, can't get in. Maybe you got a bouncer at the door now. You can do this at home. You got no bouncer at home. Get the two images, put them up. The prayers are there. There's a even an app. There's a Holy Face app. You got a quote unquote smartphone. Download the Holy Face app. Got all the prayers right there. There's a Holy Face website. It's got all the prayers right there. If you don't want an app, again, go to Vicky's site. I'll link it in the show notes. Get you an image. I I've been buying people the image, and about four about no about four packets. It's about eighty to a hundred. Uh, of the uh, prayer cards to pass out which she touches to the Holy Face relic she has too great way to evangelize hand them out hand the image out invite people to pray you know go to mass invite people to go to benediction if you have it invite people to Sunday uh, uh, Vespers if your parish has it get creative but you gotta will it you gotta motivate motivate to do it everything's coming down as bad as it's coming Let's give this a shot. You will. And I'm going to do it. Uh, we're going to probably do it uh, I think 10 p.m. Is our, we're going to do it at 10 p.m. So if you want to do it at 10 p.m., no matter what uh, time zone you're in, 10 p.m. So that when if I'm in the East Coast time, 10 p.m. to 11 ends, then 10 p.m. starts in uh, Central time. So Central time, you're going. And then Mountain time's going after day. And then Pacific time's going after. And if we have anybody in Hawaiian time, I don't know what that is. And then cross the globe. 10 p.m., 2,200 hours, whatever you want to go with. Do it at that time, whenever, wherever you are. And that week we have, we can do it perpetually that way. 
10 p.m., go in your room, put the images up, say the prayers. Let's see if we can uh, cause some damage in the spiritual world for the good side for a change. Pray for the Pope, pray for your priests, spiritual spinal implants. Pray for the church to come out glorious in this. I'm convinced that uh, the church comes out and fights this, that we win. We win in the end, but you know what I mean. If this would be over if we had if we if we had the leaders in the church stand up. If you like uh, any questions, feel free to send them to me. Put them in the comment section. Like I said, uh, links. I have the links, everything underneath the show notes that you need to use. God love you. Listen to this. You are the resistance, and you do not know how important you are. <laughs>